0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Facts vs. Rhetoric. A little rage against the machine to get things kicked back off after a nice little vacation. My vitamin D levels are all topped up. Blood alcohol level is finally subsiding. And ready to get back into the Facts vs. Rhetoric-verse Today, we're gonna cover online censorship. We're gonna take a quick look at the Elon Musk Twitter purchase, as well as we're gonna get out ahead of the talking points from the mainstream media that you are gonna be hearing as they continue to lose their mind as their narrative is threatened by free speech. So let's start off with censorship. What is censorship? In today's day and age of the social media and the internet, censorship is used in a multitude of ways you know most obvious form of censorship is being removed you know from a platform right either from an indefinite period of time or permanently and there are other shadier ways of censorship is used to block or limit content as well right you have shadow banning which has a couple other synonyms but For the purpose of the discussion, shadow banning is where companies will use tactics to deprioritize accounts. For example, your post may be hidden or restricted, you know, often unbeknownst to you, right? Because how the hell do you know who's seeing what, right? You make a post, it just goes out into the ether and, you know, you're, you're just assuming that everyone's seeing what you're typing, but that's not always the case. You know, they can make your content undiscoverable, via hashtags or searches, you know, and, and as a result, you'll likely experience a significant drop in likes in views and comments. And that's not good if you're a business that's re- relying on that traffic or if you're a private citizen trying to get, trying to spread the word on a particular subject. And also these media companies will use their algorithms to remove likes, to remove followers, to remove dislikes. You know, they'll remove the The dislikes from content that they want to boost. They'll fuck with the search engine result. Shit shit just disappears from the internet. All the positive Ivermectin studies, gone. All the studies that show masks don't work, gone. All of your insensitive tweets from like 10 years ago, well, those are always available in case they want to cancel your ass later and, you know, have you lose your job over it. Why do I have binders of research? It's because I print out everything because you never know when it's gonna get scrubbed from the internet. I can't tell you how many times I read something and was like, holy shit, and I, went, I went to find it the next day to show someone or to share it and it's gone. You know, why is censorship bad? It's because you will only receive the information they, in quotes, they want you to receive to manufacture the consent for their advertisers. Oh, who are their advertisers? Well, Big Pharma, you get the military industrial complex, in Wall Street are the big three. They are the ones that pay the billions of dollars to the six media companies for favorable coverage, say on a vaccine that they're selling or a war they want to start. Also while trying to divide the population to further make things tougher to figure out. Censorship is highly effective in an environment where the majority doesn't know what's happening. The average person has no idea there's censorship happening all around them. Think the vaccines are safe and effective and that we, we, hey, we should stand with Ukraine and, and do whatever is necessary to help them. They're so effectively brainwashed because censorship has removed the other side of the coin from the public's view. I mean, look how effective this is. People who have been double vaxxed and boosted are so thankful for all the jabs when they get COVID. Oh, thank God I was vaxxed. Or should it could have been a lot worse. Only in an environment with major censorship and probably a lot of cognitive dissonance does, does that exist, right? I was trying to think of another example to illustrate how stupid this is, right? So just like pretend I bought This umbrella to keep me dry if it rains. And on the recommendation of my umbrella salesman, I bought two more just to be as protected as fucking possible. And then it rained today and I got wet. And when I showed up to work soaked from the rain, I tell my fellow co-workers, well, Jesus, thank God I had my three umbrellas. I would have been so much wetter if I didn't have them. Only in a heavily censored environment do you get people blindly supporting crazy shit like they're supporting a country like Ukraine and advocating for war with Russia. You know, I've got my, my Ukraine flag in my house. I got my little Ukraine banner on my Facebook page, you know, and I certainly, I'm not going to write my Congressman or Senator, you know, and demand that we start providing billions of dollars of aid to one of the most corrupt countries in the world. You know, I'm not going to ask where this money goes. I'm not going to ask why the world is okay with this conflict continuing So every government can just blame Russia for its failings. Like all that brainwashing is only possible with censorship because you get tunnel vision. You you start following the herd. You just start regurgitating all the shit you hear. And if you don't hear the other side say something to make you realize how dumb it sounds to do this shit, you just keep going. Look at it like this. Censorship is used to protect the gatekeepers of the narrative. None of the gatekeepers are afraid of lies that support their agenda. They don't want to protect you from the lies by censoring mistruths and all that shit. They don't care. No one cares about you. No one cares about Fauci lying to Congress about gain of function. No one cares about Pfizer lying to their customers and getting caught and then, you know, having to pay billions in fines. They didn't get censored. The gatekeepers of the narrative don't care about censoring shit that's untrue when it goes in their favor. You know, If you're lying for the home team, no issues. However, the gatekeepers of the narrative are terrified of the truth. The truth prevents the nefarious actors from tricking you into either buying their product or supporting their cause. You don't sell 5 billion doses of a vaccine that doesn't stop you from contracting it and stop you from spreading it. 5 billion doses of a vaccine that you still get and spread the virus that you just got jabbed multiple times with an experimental gene therapy with no long-term side effect safety data. You don't do that unless the truth is suppressed and censored. You don't blindly follow that illogical thinking. You know, my critics will say, I don't believe there's medical censorship. I don't see any evidence of that. Well, people who believe that shit, that social media doesn't censor, people who believe that don't have any dissenting views that would be censored, right? They didn't protest the lockdowns or the masks or the forced vaccinations, etc. cetera. They don't have their own opinion on the matter that goes against the narrative. So they don't experience it. So they don't think it exists. And if you don't believe me that the censorship exists, then try this exercise. Go on Facebook, Instagram, and say something critical about COVID vaccines, right? Say something factually true like, hey, there are no FDA-approved vaccines for COVID-19. And mandating an experimental drug is against the Nuremberg Code. And see what happens. See if you experience a little censorship. My guess is you'll end up like all the others who told the truth or dared question The narrative, you know, those ones who have been censored, fired, banned, and possibly jailed, right? Your punishment will be equal to how much truth is revealed and how damaging to the narrative your truth is. For your run-of-the-mill truth-tellers, you know, the people that just get deplatformed or banned from Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, you know, those like our previous sitting president. We have sitting senators that are banned from YouTube. We got a former UN's weapon inspector, Scott Ritter, was kicked off Twitter for questioning the Ukraine narrative, right? Like, what the hell does he know? He he only correctly warned us that Saddam Hussein did not have an active weapons of mass destruction program. So guy that tells the truth with a little integrity, can't have him. He's gone. You got Peter Van Buren, a State Department whistleblower, who told the truth on the wasteful military spending in Iraq. Gone. Can't have that shit. You get Daniel McAdams, who's one of the best war and peace analysts, banned from Twitter for challenging the pro-war narrative. He's gone. So you tell a little truth like that, you, you start to influence some in people, you get kicked off the platform. The next tier of the people that tell more truth that could influence more people, well, they get fired. Like Phil Donahue, who got fired from MSNBC in 2003, For having an anti-war opinion on the run-up to the second Iraq war. Can't have a truth teller that recognizes war is bad. And a made-up war is even worse. And so that sets the tone when you fire your highest rated show's host. That sets the tone for all the other people that are thinking about growing a conscience and, and saying something true. right? Much like the Last Man Standing sitcom... Got canceled in 2017. You know, we covered that in another podcast. Why do you cancel your second highest rated show? Well, because some executive probably thought it helped Trump get elected in 2016. And there was no way we can have any conservative support on TV. We all saw the great lengths the left went through to make sure Trump didn't win again in 2020. And then our next category, the jailed category. And we must never forget about the one who has suffered the most. Remember, the greater the truth, the more dangerous it is and the more you will suffer. The founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, has been in prison for 10 plus fucking years for exposing the military industrial complex. He didn't add any of his commentary to his stories. He didn't write stories. and didn't fucking have a take on it that everyone's like, whoa, I, didn't, I never looked at it that way. He simply showed the world what really happens. The truth. Can't have that. You see, the more truth you expose, the more you'll pay. And that's by design. Again, send that message. You got to send the message to the next whistleblower and to the next news agency thinking about publishing that true material. I have to think, like, how is this even possible in in the land of the free? You know, we have a very publicized First Amendment, right? In the Bill of Rights, everyone knows about it. It's not a fucking secret. But how is how is censorship even possible in today's day and age? Well, they're really crafty with it. Right? They start with the crazy people. And then they lump in all the other dissenters into that category. Right? You ban Alex Jones first. He's the craziest, most outspoken guy we got. So ban him first and wait for him to make a comment on the Sandy Hook shooting, which was so politically indefensible that it's very easy to make an example out of him. Right? No one cares. He's fucking crazy. He's a crazy person whose who's free speech right does not apply because he says the most crazy shit. You know, you start working on talking point one. The only ones removed from Twitter have been Nazis. Right? That's what they'll say. And the, you start with the craziest fringe people, the furthest person right, the, fur, the person that says the dumbest shit. You label him that extreme person that needs to be censored. The talking points are important, right? To keep... The control and because they're a coordinated effort to reinforce the narrative so we're going to go through a couple of the talking points on censorship on elon musk's purchase of twitter and really try to point out the media's talking points so the media's talking points equals the rhetoric right and hopefully you'll have some tools to see past these headlines past these talking points and to see what's really lying beneath. It's been fun to watch the media companies try and come up with reasons that Elon Musk buying Twitter is bad, why it's bad for us, why it's bad for freedom, why it's bad for free speech, but without coming out against free speech, right? Which is really the only thing Elon Musk has publicly stated he wanted to restore. And the other hysterical thing is watching the projection that's, is spewing out of these righteous journalists, right? The projection is on full display, right? They claim to be advocating for free speech, but it's the right speech that they really want, right? When you listen closely and you dig a little deeper and look into what they're saying, right? These talking points are are there to mislead you. So talking point number two, no one person should control the conversation. All of the rhetoric from the mainstream media about one billionaire owning the media or owning a media company. They all, all those people bitching about that work for a fucking billionaire who owns a media company, (laughs) right? Like who do you think owns the fucking six major news corporations or the, 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 six major media companies, fucking billionaires. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black and the shady part is that people who tell you that, are the most dangerous, are more dangerous than the corrupt politicians, right? You can see the corrupt politicians coming a fucking mile away. You know what their agenda is, their own career. They don't give a shit about helping the people, but you know that going in. You know they're full of shit. But the news, the quote-unquote fucking news, they're experts, quote-unquote, they're there to trick you. You know who the politicians serve, that's obvious. But they still haven't figured that out about the news, and it's way more insidious. And that's a cool word that means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects, which is a perfect word for the fucking news. Because they do it shady. They're sitting there with a fucking smile on their face and their $1,000 suits and their Ivy League educations. And they're telling you that they're the experts on this and they listen to their talking points. And then, hey, you flip the channel and there's another guy. Or a girl in a fucking fancy ass, expensive suit from the same ass Ivy League College is saying the same shit. So you're like, oh, well, that must be that must be what's going on. Talking point number three that you're gonna hear these fucking disingenuous, shady m- mainstream media people tell you is that free speech is actually freer when everyone can participate in it and feel safe doing so. They need to be able to feel safe in the conversation. The talking point will need to be safety. The the media will will say they need the government to protect them. They're not talking about your safety, right? Because remember, no one gives a shit about you and your safety and your life and your rights and all that. No one cares about you. So just you need to get to that realization. Your family and friends may care about you. The government sure as fuck doesn't. The news doesn't. And even some of your family members don't now because they've been so brainwashed by the news they think you're fucking dangerous. Anyway, I digress. The safety they're talking about is they want the safety to not be held accountable for the shit they say. So when they say dumb shit, when they say something that's untrue, when they just try to manufacture consent for the people paying their bills, they want to be free from that. They need to be safe from accountability for their views. They call accountability different things. They'll be like, well, we need to be safe from harassment or getting piled on or bullied online. No, no. What they mean is they need to be safe from accountability for what they say. They need to be safe from having to back up what they say and have to justify it because they can't Cause They're being told what to say. They don't really fucking believe that. And they want safety from being challenged because that will expose them. The best way to expose a person that's lying is to ask them questions. Get to that next level of understanding that they should have if they really believe that. But they don't want that. They want safety from accountability. And that's why accountability is so scary for them. And the other thing too, it's like, hey, no one says you have to be on Twitter. No one says you have to be on social media. No one says you have to be in the town square. You have the right. do that and say whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't break a law but if you can't handle the repercussions of what you say and you can't defend it well then you must not really believe it or even understand it and that will again that will expose all the frauds who have been doing the bidding of their corporate masters that they should be investigating and reporting on talking point number four to keep an eye out from the mainstream media we need to unpack free speech oh this one This is them telling you that free speech is above your pay grade. Hey, allow me to tell you why you need censorship, young man. Unpacking free speech is like the new, we need to interpret the constitution, which also goes up my ass sideways. It's like, no, we don't need to interpret the constitution. It's not written in Chinese. It's written in English. You can read it. It's black and white. You don't need to unpack free speech they're just trying to make things appear hard to understand. So you just give up and then you default to the experts on TV with initials after their name or cause they're coming from a fucking Ivy league school Your free speech does not need unpacking. You, you have the right to say anything as long as it doesn't break a law. That's it. Say whatever you want. As long as it doesn't break a law, not, well, does it hurt someone's feelings? Not, well, does it offend somebody or not? D- does it spread misinformation? Does, no, does it break a fucking law? That's it. Having a different opinion than those in power is not breaking a law. So we don't need to unpack free speech. We need to remember to keep our eyes on the true definition. That's why we always talk about what's true and real. That's why it's so important when they try to do these weird tactics of making you question what you think you know. No, Be confident. Free speech is the ability to say anything without breaking the law. That's it. Doesn't need to be any more convoluted than that. Talking point number five you need to keep an eye out for is the mainstream media will be like, well, Elon says he wants free speech, but he sues people who criticize him, right? You'll hear this. You'll hear this, right? So how, how can he be a proponent of real free speech if he sues people? Elon sues people who defame him. There are laws about defamation. Again, refer back to talking point number four. You can say anything you want as long as it's a break of law. You can't lie and make up shit about people to hurt their business interests or their character. But you can call them out for their words and actions and comment on them and have your own opinion about them. Like on the content that they put out into the public square, that's all free game. Just don't break the law. Is Elon Musk buying Twitter a good thing? Who the fuck knows? If he does what he says he's going to do and preserves free speech and makes the algorithms open source for better transparency and, and verifies the users that they're actual people, well, that's that's all good in my mind. Now, if the verify all users is human thing turns out to be some little backdoor for their global digital ID, well, fuck, that's not good. But the jury's still out on this. And let's let's see what happens. In the meantime, let's not indict And convict him and get him in trouble for shit that hasn't even happened yet. Well, with this power, he could influence elections. Can can we wait to see if that happens before we accuse him of that? Obviously, they know it's possible and admit how important the town square is to public opinion. But can we at least wait until Elon suspends the New York Post's Twitter account for two weeks before a national election? Because of the president's cokehead son leaves his fucking laptop? filled with all his little corruption fucking spreadsheet and emails? Can we wait for Elon to censor the discussion on the origins of a global fucking man-made pandemic? Or can we wait for him to censor the criticisms of the global response to said man-made pandemic? Can we wait for Elon to censor the scientific debate around treatments of medicine and science before we just think he's going to do exactly what the predecessors did? And also, let's not lose sight of the fact that everything they're accusing elon of being of things he can potentially do they've already done like listen to this shit like this you own all of twitter or facebook or what have you you don't have to explain yourself you don't even have to be transparent you could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates all of its nominees or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election like that shit like accusing him of that stuff that's what has already fucking taken place that's what is currently happening that's why he's buying the goddamn platform but can you see just the lengths these people in the news will go through they have fucking zero shame beware of that billionaire he's gonna affect democracy and crush our freedom oh but the billionaire I work for he's fine he wouldn't do that it's this billionaire you gotta watch out for it's bullshit so quick recap watch out for the media talking points number one well, only Nazis get kicked off social media no nope. anyone who challenges the narrative and could influence people not to comply they're fired they're censored they're gone whether it's a libertarian or a fucking right wing nut job. It doesn't matter. It's anyone that disagrees. So don't fall for they're only kicking off the most extreme, crazy, radical people. Number two, talking point to a lookout for. No one person should control the conversation. That's what they'll say. Unless it's the establishment manufacturing consent that's okay when they control the conversation it's okay but when someone else has the ability to not even control the conversation just bring in the other side of the conversation that's going to be a problem so watch out for that one and number three talking point to watch out for the free speech is uh, where everyone can participate and we need to be safe safe is a code word from safe from accountability They're not talking about your safety. They're talking about their own safety and peddling a fucking narrative that's bullshit. Can't get called out on it. No big deal. It's censorship under the guise of protection. Don't fall for that one. Talking point number four to look out for. We need to unpack free speech. There's way more here than meets the eye. That's bullshit. The media will pose as the truth teller with this, you know, fucking mental wizardry to unpack free speech because you're too dumb to understand it. Fuck that noise. Don't fall for that one either. And last talking point to keep an eye on, number five. Elon's a hypocrite. He wants free speech but uses but sues people who, who lie about him. Again, say whatever you want. Don't break a law. That's free speech. There you go. Censorship is not good in any form. And anyone trying to tell you otherwise is purposefully misleading you. I'm going to be joining Twitter now. And I'm going to put all these promises from Elon of free speech to the test. And we'll see. Again, scoreboard. I'm not going to get him in trouble with something he hasn't done yet. But I will be the first one to criticize him if he does not follow through with what he said he's going to do. So if you cannot challenge the narrative, you do not live in a free country and those in power don't value your freedom. So if someone is explaining why we need censorship or someone tries to tell you free speech is dangerous, hopefully you'll be able to see through that and realize that that person is not on your team and they do not give a shit about your freedoms, your rights, and your pursuit of happiness. Broken to the old pipeline. This is where we used to live why did you paint the walls why did you clean the floor why did you plaster over when i punched in the door this is where we used to live A Why didn't you keep the dish rack? These things used to be mine. I guess they still are. I want them back. Broke into the old apartment. Forty-two stairs from the street.